Thanks for being with us on this Friday afternoon. Well, we are going to talk a little bit now about artificial intelligence and could it help people who are in what is often a costly and can be a very stressful time? Could it help people who are getting a divorce? Joining us to talk more about this is Russell Alexander, the founder of Russell Alexander Collaborative Family Lawyers. Thank you so much for being with us. Good afternoon, Jill. Good afternoon to you. Uh, Not a fun time, I think people would agree, but uh, artificial intelligence, uh, very interesting looking at how this could be involved. How do you see this kind of being integrated or helping to facilitate people who are going through divorce? Yeah, it's really grown by leaps and bounds, Jill. We took a look at this uh, AI about a year ago, and there was mistakes and a lot of work required to clean up any work product. The chat PTT that just came out um, in December is amazing in terms of its effectiveness. So how's it going to help people going through divorce? Well, for one thing, you can get probably better answers from the AI than you would get from a Google result. Um, the, the results we're seeing, their college level or first-year law student answers to questions. So if you know what question to ask, um, you're probably going to get a good answer. So if I want to learn about child support in British Columbia, what statutes apply? You're going to get a fairly accurate answer from the artificial intelligence. Hmm, interesting. And how does that actually work then? Is it, uh, is it like chat bots or that type of thing when you're talking about people asking questions and that's where they're getting the answers from? Well, there's a number of programs out there. Probably the most uh, popular one is OpenAI. And you have a box and you put your question in and within seconds, it starts typing out the answer to your question. So we were playing around with it this afternoon. We got uh, some facts from our client who complete our intake scenario. And we asked the AI to create a court application based on this information. And we cut and pasted them and it produced the document that we needed. Hmm, interesting. So uh, you're a, a lawyer. I'm, I'm guessing the answer to this question is no, because I think the one of the questions would be then, well, can it replace lawyers that have been doing this up until now? Well, of course, lawyers can say no, right? <laughs> they don't want to be out of a job. Um, my answer to that question is not completely, uh, not yet, but maybe one day. Um, still, you want some lawyers to discern that the AI is producing the correct result, the correct legislation, the correct forms. But what it's going to do, Jill, is make lawyers a lot more efficient. So where we'd spend three hours preparing a document, AI can produce it in seconds, and then maybe we'll spend 20 minutes cleaning it up and making sure it's correct. So it's going to make lawyers more efficient, and it's going to improve access to the justice system. Hmm. And so, so would that also then, because we know divorce can be expensive as well, would it potentially cut down then on fees or cut down on the expenses? Well, it should. If we're spending less time working on your files, um, more importantly, it's going to free up the lawyer's time to work on additional cases. So a lot of the complaints we have about the family court system in Canada is it's slow and it's expensive. And lots of people phone lawyers and they find it difficult to get an appointment or they're not very responsive. That could be because they're in court and uh, they just don't have the time or they're preparing documents. So the 
AI has the potential to really improve access to justice because it's going to free up lawyers' time to help more clients. And what if we're talking about a divorce that's messy, that's a complicated divorce, uh, and uh, there there would be a ton of questions? Yeah, that's a great question, Jill. Like I said at the beginning, you got to ask the right question. And sometimes you're going to need a lawyer to understand what those right questions are. If you have a complicated case, I think the AI can help you produce an answer to that case, provided that you give an AI the right data and the right information that it needs to generate the answer. Obviously, a lot of cases involve complex human emotions and uh, feelings, and obvious, you know that still need you're still going to need a lawyer to help client, guide the client through the divorce process. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, when we're talking about AI or chatbots as well, is there kind of a track record as far as have they been used in other legal situations, maybe, again, not as complicated or as potentially messy as a divorce, but things like traffic tickets or parking tickets, uh, have they been used in helping people with that? Yeah, we're seeing more and more of that, especially in the United States. Uh, They seem to uh, be a little bit more innovative and a little bit more outgoing uh, than the Canadian um, legal administration of justice. But, yeah, it's becoming more popular as the programs get better and the the most recent release is really quite amazing in terms of what it can produce. And how is it then, do you think maybe convincing clients or convincing people that it is a way to maybe get a better answer to a question or if you've got the right questions to get somebody uh, comfortable, maybe dealing with AI, dealing with a chat bot rather than a human? Right. Well, everybody's different. We have People who are early adopters of technology, we all have friends or family who go out and buy the latest iPhone, even though their current iPhone is perfectly fine. And then we have people who are always slow to adopt to technology. I know my wife's uh, mother got an ATM bank card, and she's never used the ATM machine. She goes to the, cal- the, to the counter to talk to somebody. Hmm. So you're going to have that spectrum, Jill. And, and the people who are early adopters, I think they're going to find that uh, it'll save them time and expense. And uh, something I hadn't thought of, though, and, and uh, beca- because uh, I think unless you've been in that scenario, you just kind of make the assumption that if somebody needs a lawyer, then they will be able to find one or access one or at least uh, be able to go down that road. For people then that maybe couldn't access a lawyer or maybe have, have very specific uh, dollars as far as the amount that they have to spend on that, would it help in that case in that uh, maybe, again, for somebody who can't access a lawyer or can't find one that, again, not to replace it, but at least to, to kind of help them along that path? Well, it's, it's, it's another search tool, right? It's Google Supercharged. So you're going to get a much more robust and wholesome answers to your legal questions using AI. Uh, you want to make sure you're going to be asking the right questions, but I think the artificial intelligence can even tailor uh, the answers to your particular family. You may have a five and a 10 year old. One may have special needs. You want to talk about a parenting order. AI can help you with that and customize your search result according to your family's needs. Where do you see the technology going from here as far are, are more tech companies or startups looking at this and making it better? Or do you, do you, where do you see it kind of growing from here? Well, there's, 
two parts to that question. Uh, the first is the tech part. You know, my understanding is Google's CEO declared a red alert with respect to AI because it's going to fundamentally change the nature of search. I think Microsoft's invested $10 billion in it. They're going to make it part of their Bing search program. So those changes are ha- happening fast and quick, and we have startup companies uh, developing AI to help lawyers with the software. So that's happening right now. But with respect to the administration of justice, Jill, just think it was only three or four years ago that our our entire justice system was paper-based. And it had been like that for 200 years. The pandemic caused the system to pivot. So now we've got digital filing of court documents. We have Zoom hearings. You can do a court hearing from the comfort of your own home completely changed within two or three years. I think AI is going to have the same impact on the justice system. And I think it's going to happen a lot quicker than we're expecting. Well, it's uh, very interesting to see how much has changed already and how this is being integrated into the process. Russell, we'll leave it there for today, but thank you so much for joining us. Jill, have a great afternoon. Thank you. 911.